Welcome to the worst case scenario. In this Cybercrime Radio series, we discuss with cybersecurity professionals how to survive alligator attacks, escape a sinking ship, and how to navigate without GPS. Turn left. Along the way, we'll discover how these worst case scenarios relate to cybersecurity. I'm your host, Hillary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today is Heather Engel, Managing Partner of Strategic Cyber Partners. Heather, welcome. So fun to be kicking off this series with you. Hi, Hillary. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to do this. For today's topic, let's talk about kicking down a door. It feels like a good intro topic since it's one that we all probably see a lot. We see doors kicked down in in movies (laughs) and TV. And so I guess in my head, it's relatively easy to kick down a door. But I guess the unfortunate reality is that those Hollywood doors are props or made out of balsa wood or, you know, whatever. And no, I I probably wouldn't be able to kick one down very quickly in, you know, stilettos like Catwoman or or something. I'd have to probably be wearing big steel toe combat boots and (laughs) something something more significant um, and and, uh, more skilled. But I guess, Heather, should we or, or anyone in our audience ever find ourselves in a dire situation where a door does need to be kicked down, I guess, how can we accurately attempt to do so? Yeah, well, I have a broken ankle right now, so I won't be kicking down doors anytime soon either. (laughs) But I have a lot of friends in law enforcement and a lot of friends who practice Brazilian jiu-jitsu and various martial arts. So maybe my next year's goal should be to learn how to kick down a door. We had to pull some experts. And what we learned is that you have to examine the door's materials You've got to locate the weakest part of the door, use some forward momentum, keep your foot flat when kicking, don't lock out your leg, otherwise you can hurt your knee and then you might've kicked the door open, but you're gonna have to limp through. The type of door also makes a difference. So, you know, depending on which way the hinges face, if the hinges are facing you and the door swings towards you, it's gonna be harder to kick in. So there's a lot that goes into this, even though, you know, when we see it in the movies and when you know, we have people that we know use this in real life. It happens really fast. It happens really quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And I know as far as type of door goes, we just bought a new house this summer. And I know as we were walking through, we're like, oh, these are solid doors. Nice. But that's going to be a lot harder to kick open than like a hollow core. (laughs) You can just kick that through and, you know, probably just walk through it if you kicked it down enough, but yeah. Yeah. There's a funny story about this. When, when my daughter was a toddler, you know, her brother was on the outside of her door and she was on the inside and they were going at it, you know, just kind of arguing. And she got so mad that she kicked the door and she kicked the part of the door at the bottom that just has, you know, one thin piece of wood and it's a solid wood door, but she definitely found the weakest part of the door and she kicked through it. And boy, you should have seen her face. She was probably five years old when she did this. And we still have not replaced the door. (laughs) You know, there's a piece of cardboard there (laughs) that we just have left up there, you know, as a reminder of what happens when you try to kick through the door. That's a great reminder. Well, I guess as far as relating this to cybersecurity goes, I'm thinking about barriers and crossing them to save something valuable. So I guess what comes to mind for you, Heather, and can you give us some examples? 
Sure. I am a worst case scenario planner. So the first thing that comes to mind for me is the opposite in cybersecurity, an attacker kicking down our boundary to attack our data or even potentially cause a kinetic effect. So for example, attacking critical infrastructure to cause physical damage or injury or environmental impact. Whenever you're looking at a crisis scenario, life safety is always first. And you know, for example, in 2021, an attacker tried to poison the water supply of a Florida city. That attack was stopped, but that was a, an example of something where we could have seen widespread death had the attack not been stopped when it did. We see lots of warnings of attacks on personal medical devices that regulate things like insulin or defibrillators. Hospital networks always come to mind when we think of a worst case scenario, a total shutdown causes a lot of damage both directly and consequential in terms of things like patient records and dispensing medications. And, and so much of that is automated and online now. So when we look at it in those terms, the loss of data is important, but it's usually not deadly. So I had to think a little bit about how we could use this analogy to save something valuable. And the thing that comes to mind is how difficult it is to get your data back once it's out there. You can never really get it back. I used to do education, cybersecurity education in schools, and I always tell my kids the same thing I tell my clients. Once you've lost control of the electrons, it's impossible to predict how and where that data might end up. So if you post something online or if you send a security plan to a partner or to a vendor because they've asked for it, you've lost control of your electrons. Once it's out into the world, it's out into the world. You have no recourse, right, to get that back once you've put it out there. So the strength of your security program is the proverbial door. Do you have a program that's the equivalent of a screen door, which is pretty easy to kick through? You probably wouldn't even need to kick it. Or is it reinforced metal with a camera on it? You don't always need the reinforced metal, but you do have to do everything you can to understand what's needed to manage risk and set expectations. You don't protect everything the same way and every business doesn't need the same door. So we have to look at our data. We have to look at the criticality. We have to look at what's the business service that we're providing. And that is how we are going to you know, relate this to barriers and what's valuable. You have to take some time to identify what's most valuable and then identify what's less valuable and maybe doesn't need the same level of protection. So do you think crossing these barriers in cyber are potentially more difficult than simply kicking down a door? And I guess, why or why not? Yeah, crossing these barriers is, is absolutely more difficult, though, I guess, as we talked about earlier, it depends on the door. And some things that come to mind are, in a lot of cases, white hat hackers and security personnel are really constrained by legal and moral limitations that an attacker wouldn't think twice about. So if you and your attacker are both kicking the same door from opposite sides, there's no guarantee that your opponent isn't going to use a battering ram or some sort of other tool instead of just what you agreed upon, which would be your foot. That definitely presents a difficulty. You know, there are tools and there are what we would consider to be cyber weapons out there that are available that maybe aren't always able to be used by someone who is a white hat attacker because they're constrained by legal limitations. So that absolutely presents a difficulty. A lot of times I work with clients 
to help the CIO or the CISO define their security program. And that program then becomes the door or the barrier for protecting the business from a data perspective. You know, we're defining what the boundary is and what it needs to look like. So if you're trying to kick down a door, that's the end goal. Once you've accomplished that, you're done. The difference here is in cyber, we are never done. You never get to go home and check that box and say, yep, I kicked that door in, the door's down. Because in our world, the characteristics of your potential doors are always changing. We've got advances in tools and technology. Attacks are different every minute of every day. And the door that kept out an attacker might not work tomorrow, even though it worked for us yesterday. So there's a lot of difficulties there. I think the primary one, right, with this analogy is that once you've kicked in the door, you're done, you're in. Whereas here, it's a constant back and forth between the door gives a little and then you reinforce and the door gives a little more and you would reinforce again. That makes a lot of sense. And you mentioned CISOs and I guess that leads me to my last question for you, Heather, which is any final advice for anyone, especially CISOs and security leaders who need to often kick down those figurative doors? Yeah. As I mentioned earlier, you know, I was a communications major in college and, and as with all things, communication is key. So Many times resistance to a security program or resistance to a tool comes from a lack of understanding or you know, the CISO or the security leader is over-explaining or they're making things too complex or too unlikely, right? That's something that I have to be careful with. I can pretty easily go to the worst case scenario, but we always have to be able to communicate the likelihood and the impact of that scenario actually playing out. And so the best advice I can give is, is to communicate clearly and prioritize the request or prioritize the expectation. If you have to kick down a door, whether it's resistance to implementing your security program or warning your leadership team about a new threat, you've got to be able to put it in terms that convey the proper sense of urgency without this constant, the sky is falling mentality you'll start to lose your audience, right? If everything is constantly the worst case scenario. So this is a critical piece of risk management and that's what's gonna help us select the right type of door or barrier. Fantastic. Well, Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. This was really fascinating. And yeah, as I mentioned earlier, just it makes a lot of sense why you're our first guest. So thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for having me. This was fun. I'm Hilary McClure, Vice President of Multimedia Productions at Cybercrime Magazine. Joining me today on The Worst Case Scenario was Heather Engel, Managing Partner of Strategic Cyber Partners. To listen to our other podcasts, visit us at cybercrime.radio. And for all of our other media, visit us at cybercrimemagazine.com. <laughs>